0: Hi there, it's time. Let's meet in the now. Hi, this is Nicole Burkhölzer, the voice of Mindful Connections. My mission is to connect horses and humans through a mindful approach. May you feel informed, inspired and mindfully connected. Hello, I'm so glad you're hanging out in the now with me. So why don't we actually take a deep breath and really sink into the present moment. So let's take a deep inhale through the nose, expanding our bellies and exhale through the mouth. Nice. And how perfect that my dog scout just started to bark in the background because that's actually how it goes, right? When we try to be present, we sometimes imagine that everything around us is super quiet. And when we want to focus, you know, we almost need to create an environment that is undisturbed. But guess what? That's not reality. In life, there's always something that will distract us, always something that gets in the way of this peaceful moment. And we have to just go with it and find our quiet moments despite the craziness that sometimes happens uh, around us. So, and now he stopped. Perfect. So today I want to talk about how when we increase our awareness, we can gather really, really valuable information about our horse. And today's story is actually one um, that illustrates how when we give horses the time and space to express themselves, they usually do. And when they do express themselves, we learn things about the horse we might be actually surprised about. So this is actually um, a story from a clinic I um, gave a few years back at a big boarding facility. They must have had about, I would say, 40 horses on that property. So it was a big, big place. And the way these clinics usually go is I spend one-on-one time with with each of the participating pairs meaning you know the horse and human pair so each of the people uh, that uh, sign up will have one-on-one time with me in the arena while everybody else plus some auditors watch and that was the case in in um, at this clinic here at this uh, boarding facility so one of the pairs participating was um, actually Rebecca and her beautiful beautiful brown appendix quarter horse Alex And when it was Rebecca's turn and Alex's turn, we were hanging out in the large indoor. And I noticed that Rebecca and Alex actually had a really nice connection. It was pretty obvious that Alex enjoyed Rebecca's company. Um, While she and I were, you know, standing around and talking a little bit about herself and Alex, he actually moseyed around and were at liberty and he checked out a little pile of hay we had put down for him and then he would come every so often and checked in with with Rebecca at times you know he just looked at her and then other times he came over and touched her with his nose which was really sweet and um so after Rebecca and I chatted it up a little bit she told me what her challenge was um Alex would occasionally buck in the arena when uh Rebecca asked him to canter he was fine out on the trails but riding in the arena was challenging and um Rebecca was really concerned uh you know whenever she asked for the canter that she expected oh my god is this one of those days where Alex is gonna buck again and she wasn't sure why he bucked and um so that was the point of her participating so we could figure hopefully out what's going on with him so while we were chatting Alex repeatedly approached the people that were um, watching us and those people were all kind of um, situated right where the gate was the the arena door was open but there was a gate in front of the arena and we had put like a couple of benches and and seats there and so the people were all sitting right in front of that door opening and Alex would walk over there and um, always kind of stretch his neck above the heads of those people and try to peek out the gate and as we were watching him going back and forth several times between the hay. And those spectators, we were kind of wondering, what's up with him? So I engaged the participants and asked them, what do you think is is going on with Alex? What was the reason for his behavior? And one of the women said, I think he wants to go back to his buddies. And then, you know, her comments sparked a couple of more interpretations, like, um, was he maybe actually curious about the spectators? Did he want to go back to his pasture? was something interesting happening outside the door that he wanted to, you know, check out. And since we weren't sure at this point what drove him back and forth between the hay and the barricade of people there, we were, you know, obviously just making assumptions. And you know how the saying is about assuming things, right? So we didn't want to just assume. We wanted to collect more information that could actually, you know, confirm with us what Alex was up to. So I said to the people hey, we will only know what he wants if we let him walk up to the gate. And so all the people immediately began moving their chairs off to the side so that Alex now had access to approach the gate. And when he had the access, we watched. What would he do next? So here he walked to the gate, stopped, hung his head over the gate, looked left and then right. Then he took a deep breath, turned around and grabbed another bite of hay. And after he chewed hay for a minute or two, he went back to the gate, looked left and right, took another breath, and went back to the hay. And we were all surprised, because if Alex was really trying to leave the arena, he would have probably done something like nudging the gate or pawed at the gate or called out to the other horses. But he didn't. He just seemed to want to observe what was going on outside the arena, and so this information then led me to the next question. Why was he so interested in the activities out there in the barnyard? And I pointed out his body language to the, to the other people at the clinic. I said, you know, he's eyeing the barnyard very calmly. He was walking back and forth between the hay and the gate, very composed and confident. He didn't seem anxious. His breathing was normal and, you know, he wasn't really communicating with anyone by um, calling out or, or, you know, nickering or anything. So, you know, knowing a little bit what these things could mean, I had a sense that Alex might have actually a leading role on the property. Um, And when I asked Rebecca, she said, yeah, he has kind of a caretaker role with the horses he was turned out with you know this was a large boarding facility like I said and they had several pastures with small groupings of horses and considering his supervisory like behavior as he looked out over the barnyard I figured his role might be even a little larger he was seeming to take care of the or very aware of the general order and energy on this property so you know, he seemed to be really tuned in to, to things on the property. So, well, it turns out um, we had already gathered at this point a bunch of information that, that would be really beneficial to address the actual issue of Alex bucking in the arena. Um, in addition, actually, you know, I had learned that Alex had really good ground manners and I could tell he was very, you know, observant of people's space and, and very well mannered. Um, Rebecca told me he did well on the lunch line, he was well trained under saddle, he didn't seem to have any physical issues, which of course can always be an issue with bucking. Um and he was, you know, as we had now seen, tuning into the herd and carrying, you know, some little supervisor energy here. So if you're at all familiar with my work, you know that to the horses I discovered the mindful connections wheel, which is a mindful five-step process that's part communication part problem solving tool and step one is being present which we had been and still were with him step two is gathering information and we clearly had done that at this point point. and now it was time for us to move on to step three and create some hypotheses why Alex was so unpredictable in the arena and just like scientists You know, when I create a hypothesis, I come up with possible options why the horse acts in a certain way. And that's, of course, based on the information I've gathered. And the cool thing is usually the horse will respond to the hypothesis by responding or not responding to my theory. And so let me tell you how Alex helped us figure this out. So as I started to summarize the information we had gathered, Alex suddenly started to include Rebecca and me into his hey, gate, hey, routine. So he would eat hay, walk to the gate, looked around, then came to see us and listen in our conversation. And for Alex to actually get curious about our conversation was a sign to me that we were getting closer to the nitty-gritty, to the root of the issue. And so his behavior encouraged me to start expressing a hypothesis to the group. So I said, you know, Alex might be overwhelmed with his job as the energetic caretaker. Because looking around, I had noticed that this boarding barn was a hub. I mean, there were tractors and golf carts cruising around, a potbelly pig squeaking down the barn aisle, a couple of dogs playing in the barnyard. And if Alex was indeed the horse that provided balance to his herd, this highly active, predatorially infused environment might be overwhelming. And when Rebecca then rode him in the arena and he was still on her duty, um, he could get to a, a sense of overload. And as long as Rebecca was asking for the walk and trot, he seemed to be able to manage it. But the moment um, Alex now was asked to canter, which puts a lot of additional adrenaline into uh, surging through his system, that might just put him over the edge and something had to give and in this case you know he would throw a little buck to release this pent-up energy because that's what horses do right when their nervous system get overwhelmed they naturally regulate it by bucking or rolling or running um, even you know running around bucking and and kind of just letting go of of the tension and so considering that he was tuned into his herd. He had, you know, other horses in the arena and she had, he, there were people on top of that. And of course, every rider and horse had their own little uh, energy going on. For him to take care of all of that in his mind might have just been too much. And when I told Rebecca that, she was actually surprised and she was like, well, I don't understand. Like he doesn't buck on the trail and we usually go out with a couple of people when we go out on the trail. And I'm like, well, that actually makes sense because on the trail, Alex has little to worry about, right? He can handle the energy of one or two additional horses and the woods, the meadows and the nature would actually feed him. You know, that's something that, that is natural for horses to be out in nature. Um, being in a ring is very different than being out of on the trail. So on the trail, he feels happy and relaxed and gladly canters for you. But in the arena, that might be more challenging now here's the cool part at this point in our conversation Alex had changed his behavior once again at that point he actually had stepped behind me and reached with his neck over my shoulder kind of around me and his face was now in front of my chest and as I was communicating my hypotheses about his behavior um in the arena and on the trails he put his nose on my hand and started nuzzling it, you know, kind of when the nose gets like, no, 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 it gets all busy. So, and that's to me often a sign that we're onto something, you know, Alex was affirming my hypothesis and, and he, he was almost like encouraging me to share with Rebecca, um, what, uh, what I was thinking, what I was coming up with. And, I can't show it to you here, of course, but one of the participants took a photo of him with his head wrapped around my neck. And it's just so cool because the horse is always, like I said, so willing, you know, to to step in. Like I said at the beginning, when we give the horse the time and space to express himself, um, or himself in this case, you know, they do. And, And when the horse does it, we learn new things about the horse. And sometimes it's actually surprising what we learn, like in this case. So, you know, looking at it from the moment Alex began peeking out the arena door over the participants heads to the point when he wrapped his head around my neck we had gathered a lot of information and through his engagement confirmed a hypothesis that totally made sense when you look at it through his eyes right now the fourth step on the mindful connections wheel is taking action and that's the next logical step to change right because once we're aware of of uh, a new situation we have to follow through with an action that's congruent with our awareness in order to create a change and so Rebecca and I discussed what actions could she take to help Alex um, and to take some pressure off him and Rebecca at that point said like well you know at times I actually thought Alex had ADD and I was tempted to get really firm with him and assert myself to make him listen to me but she instinctively knew that this wasn't the answer and I had to agree because adding pressure or anger to the situation would most likely overwhelm Alex even more and Rebecca actually needed to go the other way and add more calming trail rides to their schedule to help Alex you know decompress and I also said to Rebecca you know if she really wanted to get more serious about her riding and be able to ride at the walk trot and canter in the ring she might consider riding when the arena wasn't busy or move to a smaller less active boarding barn you know some horses are just more sensitive and depending on their role in the herd you know they might really have a hard time when there is too much commotion going on other horses you know are not so bothered by it but a horse like Alex might actually benefit from a place that was a little less busy so, um, so she was like, "That sounds great," and you know, she was gonna uh, play with it and see what she could learn. You know, by taking some of these new actions. Um, so you can see, right? When we really want to understand the horse's behavior, we can't just simply assume or accept the first thing that comes to mind, like watching Alex heading back and forth, um, thinking, "Oh, he wants to be with his buddies." Well, actually spending some time watching him and having an open and curious mind about Alex's behavior definitely led us to a surprising conclusion that none of us expected and the really wonderful thing about it is that as a result of this session you know now instead of being labeled a bucker which is very quickly you know people come very quickly to the to the conclusion and label a it, horse like oh he's a bucker that's what he does Um, we actually realized, no, he is a horse that offers a lot to other horses and um, he has a really big role there and because of that, he needs support from his human. And to me, that's a really cool part about my work. Not only are horses great partners to us, but they also will tell us how we can become great partners for them. And that's what I see as my uh, job to really help people understand where their horses come from so that you know they can become better partners for their horses like you know Rebecca was certainly becoming um, after this session so that's it for today thanks for hanging with me thanks for listening and happy mindful connections until we meet next time thank you so much for listening to my podcast let's meet in the now for more information, go to mindful-connections.com. There you can dive deeper into creating mindful connections through webinars, online courses, workshops, individual sessions, and my book, Pet Logic. Can't wait to mindfully connect with you next time!